welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we we missed you last week. Dan says that he was working, I was but working. I, I don't know. I had a heavy load last week. Usually it's vacation. and I was just... not on vacation last week. <laughs> Far from it. <laughs> he takes more vacations than Biden. Do you know they... they added it up biden has been since his presidency started biden took an entire year of vacation time over 360 i don't know what the number is now 68 or 69 days so he's what a halftime halftime president or something yeah i think he's 40 percent is on vacation <laughs> not that it matters i mean you know what the, i mean the thing is when he's when he's not on vacation he's only 40 percent there anyway or, or if that now there's a new uh article from i think it's called the tablet and it's some kind of biographer i still hear a little bit of echo um all right anyway uh let's see we were biographer. gonna yeah his biographer says first of all uh, Obama is gay. I heard that. Uh, he also had to give up his, he had a fetish for white women, but he had to give that up for his image. And that's why he married Michelle. Hmm. But a lot of people think Michelle's a guy anyway. I never thought so, but, yeah, um, I, that would not, if that were the case, it, it could not, have right. been, that lid could have been, could not have been kept on that. And now there's this dead chef and, more is building up around yeah, that. See? Now, see, I. Some people are saying that he died in three feet of water. I heard eight. I but, thought it was seven. Or seven? No, eight. eight. But now I'm it hearing three. Matter? Also, I mean, the story never. Well, yeah, because you, it would be hard to drown in three feet of water. You just stand up. Yeah, but. But it, you could drown in eight feet of water because you can't stand up. But in three feet of water, you just stand. If you, I guess, was he like fully clothed or something that would drag him under? Why was he in the water? No, he was paddle boarding. Okay. So he was, and he, he was a swimmer. They've got video of him swimming. So Yeah, so it doesn't make eight feet of water or, or 20 feet of water. It doesn't make sense that he drowned without help. Right. Especially with a paddle and a board there that he could climb on top of. Yeah. But I, I will see what happens. I don't know. I Like, what's it matter? Like, all the people who died, all of Clinton's bodyguards who committed suicide. Oh, yeah, gosh, you remember all the Clinton like people that. who died, too. For heaven's sake, there was a new one every week, and they're mm -hmm. still coming up with them, uh, starting with Epstein. So, yeah. uh, that was Epstein's crime, as he knew. Uh, Clinton and people who know Clinton tend to die of suicide. So, all right, well, this week we're going to talk, okay, last two weeks ago, we had a brief discussion about Philip K. Dick. Uh, Dan and I both mentioned our admiration for the man as a writer. Uh, and I think this isn't what gave me admiration for him, but it strengthened it is when I read the uh, story for the first time, Three Persons. And it strengthened it even more when I read his some of the comments he's made about uh, that story. 
and he was unapologetic about it. He said, mm -hmm. I, you know, and, and so he wrote that just after Roe v. Wade, and it's about abortion. Now, if you go to goodreads.com and read some of the comments about that story, you can kind of tell in each comment whether that person agrees with him or not, you know? Um, you know, some people like complain if a writer who generally writes fiction is too blunt about a subject. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't think a subject like abortion, I don't think you're ever in danger of that. Yeah. I mean, it is such an obvious thing to most people who are not psychotic. It's, it's kind of like writing, writing a story. I mean, I, I can see where sometimes you might want to, you know, for the sake of, of the story, you said it in the times that it happened. And that, in fact, you see a lot of um, mistakes with regards to that in, in, in modern TV. They'll, they'll set something in, um, oh, I don't know, let's say um, early third century or something. And uh, they'll have people talking as though they think the same thing about various things, you know, whatever, yeah. uh, women's yeah. place in society or something like that, as though they could possibly have the same thoughts that we might have about that. Um, right. Or if you, but, if you think about MASH, uh, oh, it was yeah. about the Korean War, but all mm -hmm. you heard was communistic propaganda in it, which came from the Vietnam War. And in those times during the Korean War, most of that sentiment didn't really exist. People were very pro-American and very anti-communist, and people were will, willing to fight for that. Most people wanted mm -hmm. to kill the commies. Um, whether or not that's right or wrong or they got fooled, I, I don't know. That's a whole different subject. But to pretend that during those 50s, people acted that way, it's like, this is about Vietnam. This isn't about Korea. Right. And and where I was going with that is that if you're going to set, let's say, a, a story in the uh, uh, pre-Civil War America, you'll have people saying certain things, maybe about slavery. Yeah. Um, you know, if you want the story to work, though, you got to have people saying the things that people might have said. Um, even people who are against slavery might not have been fully on board with our modern conception of, say, civil rights or something right. like that. On the other hand, um, if you're setting a story in today's world, um, it would be very difficult to be too blunt about slavery. Yeah. If the subject were to come up. Yeah. So well, that's now Philip K. Dick, of course, he, he avoids this that is problem set in altogether the because he creates his own worlds. Well, you know, who's to say right. that the people there think the way he thinks they think? Yeah. And uh, he's, he's always been big about that. You take your world and you, you change something and you make a world around that and you make the mm -hmm. story around that. Well, the subject here is when does a person become a person? And, of course, uh, part of that is before it's a person, it's okay to kill it. So 
that's the world he creates and that's the world he talks about and yeah he's pretty blunt because he he had strong feelings about it mm-hmm. uh, I do too I don't see anything wrong with the way he yeah. wrote that I thought it was a masterpiece um, he starts out and, and he uses the word uh, he talks about persons having a soul and that's when they become a person but it, it wasn't necessarily the fact that it, we're not thinking the Christian soul here the way he says it he's just saying that this is when they have their personhood you know mm-hmm. and and the the soul was more of a vehicle um, it's not like he talked about the soul as an everlasting uh, reality he was just right. saying that he was saying the soul is its personhood and the in the story long after congress had decided or not congress supreme court that was one thing he didn't really touch on it wasn't congress who decided anything it was supreme court who decided that until a person is a person you can kill it and it's not a person until it's born that seems to be actually you know the Supreme Court, Roe v. Wade never said that. No, they just said it, it was, was okay to kill. And I don't said, think they even addressed person. No, they didn't. They didn't. They, didn't. they, they, they said we're not going to address it, but we're going to we're going to we're going to say that that states um, can't have laws. They they kind of invented the so-called trimester, um, yeah. which isn't isn't a medical thing. It it doesn't. It's handy. Now that the court invented it, but it, it, I don't think it was ever a medical thing uh, before the court brought it up and made it. So, so they just they used that trimester concept to um, just do what they probably thought would look fair and balanced and reasoned to most Americans. Of course, they were grossly wrong, um, but they said we're not going to say what makes it wrong to kill somebody or what defines a person or what doesn't. We're just going to say that in the first trimester of abortion, states can't put any um, restrictions on I, it. I think and it pretty much went trimester, the entire tra- uh, they, pregnancy. Well, the second trimester, they have to get doctors to say certain things first. In the third trimester, they have the states are allowed to make doctors say other things first. It's still basically unrestricted because all a doctor has to do is say it. Doctor doesn't have to prove it. Doctors can't be yeah. uh, taken account uh, you know, and made accountable by the states, uh, you know, for saying things falsely that then enable the abortion to go forward. But they, the states, were allowed to force doctors to at least make a certain kind of statement before they can do an abortion in those later months of the pregnancy according to the well, Supreme Court. But they never justified the stance. Yeah. In PKD's world, uh, Congress had finally okayed abortion as a matter of law. And then once that had been said, and they were saying it's not a person yet because it hasn't been born, people started saying, well, what's the difference between the day before it was born and the day after it was born? Yeah. Who cares what whether you different? exist in the womb or outside of the womb? Who cares... Does, does passing through the birth canal of your mom instill personhood? Right. 
uh, and like, you know, I mean, your dependency on your mom, is that what makes you not a person? Because uh, You're still women were mom. biologically prepared to take care of the baby. They, yeah, you know, the baby needs food. The baby can't walk. Even if mom's things. gone, somebody's got to pop that bottle in your mouth. And they began, it, it began to, to be an ever shifting time that mm -hmm. went from, well, he, it, it, uh, it can't see. So when can it see that that'll be, and then they said, well, it, it, it can't, it can see, but it doesn't know words. It doesn't understand things. Mm -hmm. So when There's does a, that happen? And finally, what they came up with was that when a person is smart enough to do algebra, that means they have a yeah. soul, and that is when they, they become a person. They they use they they use the term perform abstract mathematics. Yeah, <clears throat> and he even talks about well, we'll get into it later. He talks about well, mm -hmm. there's there's nine year olds who can do it, and there's thirty year olds who cannot. Um, but it starts with the story with a little kid seeing the abortion van running through his neighborhood. He knows what it is. It's a van that people that that is used to pick up children who parent whose parents don't want them anymore and want to have so them aborted. In this world, yeah, I mean this this you're 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 beginning to kind of understand in this world a child all the way up until some age some capability of, of it was 12 mind. years old in the book it yeah tw the age of 12 and and up until that age children grow up knowing that their parents can decide this isn't working have them aborted yeah and then a truck would come and get them and people knew that generally they would go to a place that was kind of like the pound and they would be locked up there for 30 days and they had 30 days in which they could be adopted by another couple. And if mm -hmm. that doesn't happen, they would put them in a chamber. And I, I wasn't sure if, if they just took the oxygen out of the chamber or if they created a vacuum because the way it's explained, because the kid knows about it and the kid is saying, well, if only they didn't do it that way, if only they didn't suck the air out of their lungs, that's how oh, it's okay. described. Um, yeah. and, and there's a point at which he's trying to figure out why they do that. Why do they, why do they have to suck the air out? Can't they shoot him? Or, and, uh, his dad is depressed and glib about the whole subject. And he said, it helps the taxpayer. It saves them money. And the mm -hmm. kid is trying to figure out what a taxpayer is. And he's got this imagination of this monster that is the taxpayer who <laughs> thinks that kids should have the air sucked out of their, uh, Kind of like the, the it's, pagan concept of a god that you have to give human sacrifices to right. or something. The taxpayer. Yeah, <laughs> the taxpayer. I, I thought that was kind of funny, uh, mm -hmm. inventive. and uh, Philip K. Dick does it in his classic way. Now, the, the kid runs home and starts crying because he saw the abortion truck. He was worried it was there for him. And his mom is treating him like an idiot. And she says, I you're 13. We can't have you aborted anymore. You need to quit acting like this. Um, and that's the first time you see the mother's character in here. Mm -hmm. She's the only woman in the story. Um, yeah. 
look, Philip K. Dick is a bit of a, man, a, a male chauvinist. He always was. And mm -hmm. the women in his stories are generally shallow. Yeah, even they're... the heroines. Uh, they Even the, the girls he... He, he has a lot of dark-haired girls. I I think we kind of know who the dark-haired girl is. I'd never, uh, I've never seen a picture of her, but there is someone in his life who was a dark-haired okay. girl. I've never looked into his life that much. He, uh, I, I don't know if he was ever with her or not, but usually in his stories, there's a dark-haired girl whom he admires kind of from afar, who hmm. he feels... Uh, his character is not not really even capable of being with because she's on such a different level. But even that dark-haired girl is shallow and, I guess, vain, usually. Um, Fickle. Uh, uh, with yeah. women in his stories, you could often they describe just are. them as, as fickle. And so this girl is, and she's treating him like, He's an idiot for being afraid. Um, the one of the funny things is uh, he's asking, uh, "How do I get rid of these clinics where they kill the babies?" And she said, "Well, you have to go get a petition and and go to the county legislator and then blah blah blah." And he says, "You know what I would do? I would wait till there are no kids there and there's only county employees, and then I'd firebomb it." I thought that was funny because the thing is, it is the natural reaction of a human yeah, being it, to think it, that way. It makes sense eminently. It, right. If you think of it, I, I mean, gosh, think think of of again. You know, we said this before. Camps. Yeah, translate babies to Jews and translate you know abortion clinic to. Um, you gas chain Auschwitz or whatever the 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 and and the thing is the translation is equivalent the tra translation yeah, it works really on works. every it's level it's not like it's kind of analogical metaphorical yeah. or anything Pretend like that no, this it's, is this it's, it's it like, is it it's equivalent yeah and and so the first and idea so the from the kids to that mouth in terms is of moral evaluation or equivalent yeah you know another uh, Philip K Dick was always fascinated with the fact that as we said last week the humans can feel empathy for mm -hmm. each other but what's more startling is that we can feel empathy for dogs and cats and that <laughs> empathy creatures. is not returned yeah. um so when they're talking about it the, the father's talking to the son and he says that the same way they used to take dogs and cats the kid didn't believe him that they used to take dogs and cats to a pound where they would kill them. It was all, it, it was like, you mean they even take dogs and cats? These people are animals, you know? And yeah. it, it was more unbelievable that they would do it to dogs and cats because they would do it to little kids. Human life had been so cheapened in this mm -hmm. story. Um, he also mentions the fact that, you know, because she's trying to explain to him, you're 13 now, you have a soul. And he's saying, I I didn't feel any different the day after I, I remember getting 13. a soul. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> the story shifts to 
the outskirts of town where these abortion trucks would drive around picking up, quote, strays, uh, just like they would pick up stray animals. Stray, Kids yeah. mm -hmm. had to have a D card with them, a, a desire card. The D ah. card proved that their parents desired to have them, and so then they wouldn't get part. picked up. <clears throat> but if you didn't have a D card, then you were unwanted and you had to go to the pound. There's a kid out there named Timmy who doesn't have a D card and he gets picked up. His dad sees it, comes running out. He said, what are you doing? He said, no, nah, I'm, I'm taking him. He doesn't have a D card. He said, well, it was 80 bucks to get a D card. I just didn't have the money. And he said, well, you, you've got a chance to get them again. You need to fill out this form and there's a $500 fine and then you'll get them back. Not a big deal. And the, he can't afford eight bucks. So yeah, he couldn't find 80 now. bucks. Now he's going to get 500. Uh, so the guy gets an idea and he says, wait a minute. You're taking him because he has no soul. And your proof of that is that he can't do algebra. He says, but I can't do algebra. I don't have a soul either. And the guy says, you're 30 years old. Of course you have a soul. And the man says, well, where is it? Show it to me and then I'll believe you. But until then, you're taking me too. Well, mm -hmm. the, the stray truck driver is classic, uneducated, blue-collar worker who... Uh, Probably can't do algebra himself. Right. And, and he's... He, he, I, I guess he's a little bit of a cliche, too. You know, this, this stupid working man. And so he doesn't know what to do. He's like, all right, get in the truck. So he's got three, uh, two or three kids plus this older guy in the truck. And he's going to go downtown to the pound. He's not sure what he's going to do then. Um, and the kids are talking to him. He's, he's telling them their reasoning. You know, I can't do algebra. And, and uh, one of the kids is, I guess, Timothy, the, his son, is friends with the boy we had talked about in the beginning who had seen mm -hmm. the abortion truck. And his parent, his dad is uh, against abortion. His mom is for abortion. We should say something about his, else about his mom, though, because this is almost to the verge. Like, I don't know if you've ever read Macbeth by Shakespeare, how the bad guy was really the wife, not Macbeth. Yeah. Well, it was mm -hmm. Macbeth, but he I mean, was he... the puppet of his wife. And that's the level of uh, bad guy that is applied to this woman, because at some point she had come in, she said, hey, let's get an abortion. He's like, uh, "Our Jeff is 13, he can't be aborted. Uh, she says, no, let's get pregnant and then have an abortion because you can carry him around in a little jar now and they can get, put it in fluid with different colors and you can show people I've had an abortion. Yeah, here's, here's my abortion. Doesn't that remind you of some of the that crap is... that was going on like two or three years ago I don't, on social media I think media you and can stuff? do that now. Someone told me you can do that now. You can have an abortion and put it in a jar. And I just mean it. like the eagerness of women to like have as many abortions as possible. Right. Stuff right. like that. It's, it's psychotic. And he recognized it as psychotic. And I, I was talking to my son about the story. And he said, every girl that I've met who's had an abortion is either, well, one of three things. Either one, she's... Uh, cries every time she thinks about it because she knows she did something wrong. Or two, completely unwilling to even discuss the matter. 
mm-hmm. you're not even allowed to say the word abortion around her. She just shuts up and walks away. Or three, she's a psycho. It's one of yeah. those three things. Complete psycho. And uh, he saw this woman as a psycho who he also talked about the fact that it's not just that she wanted to bully a baby. She wanted power over a baby. She wanted power over her own femininity so that she wasn't feminine anymore. Uh, yeah. He even talks about a place. He, he He's doing little fantasy numbers in the father's head. And there would be a place where women go to get their breasts chopped off so that you can't tell if they're a man or a woman. And I thought, wow, I, I don't know oh, if he knew gosh, how true like that was going to become. The stuff that he had in this story is at the time that he wrote the story, people treated it as he's just being so bizarre. There's, there's yeah, that's no, not really how abortion is. And, you know, things, things could never get to that. But, but you look at how things are today and other than the question of, you know, post-birth abortions, which a couple of states have started toying with that. Yeah. Um, he, he's like driving at home. Yeah. 50 years ago. Right. So the, uh, the kid, Timothy, who's in the truck with his dad says, let's call Mr. Uh, I can't remember the last name. Uh, he says, let's call my friend's dad. He'll come his down buddy. and get yeah, his buddy's dad. Right. Because, uh, I think, I think they have a little bit of money and mm-hmm. he knows that the guy's a good guy. So, uh, they get to the abortion clinic. The, the supervisor there is upset. He's like, why did you pick this guy up? He said, well, he said he doesn't have a soul. And he said, you know what? Throw them all out. Let's, I'm going to erase that they were even in the truck because he's afraid of the press coming yeah. down and reporting that they had uh, tried to abort a 30-year-old man guy, who was yeah. also a, like a – he was a professor of some sort. I think he was a mathematics professor. So uh, he had lied about not being able to do, do algebra. algebra. But because he said, you could do algebra. He's like, no, I forgot. I don't know how anymore. So, uh, and he also mentioned, what about the nine-year-old who can do algebra? Mm -hmm. You know, it it makes no sense. That can't be the point at which someone becomes human. He, uh, they're going to call him and they do. And he comes down and picks them up and takes them home. That's kind of the end of the story. Um, but it's interesting. He has this like encounter with his wife afterwards where he kind of like, yeah. And this is Philip K. Dick just laying out for like how he sees women. I think. Yeah. Um, the thing is he, as he talks about this and as the man is ruminating and sitting in the truck, thinking about it, he points out that out of all the institutions, there was one institution that from the very beginning said it's a person as soon as conception happens and they never changed on that. They never wavered from that. And he's talking about the church. He doesn't necessarily say the Catholic church. Right. Right. He just says the church. And to some people, the church is general enough to mean Christians in all Christians. The problem is, there's only one church that actually defines these kinds of things, and that's the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. It's odd to me that seeing this, he never he never took that extra step. 
to think, wow, this place adheres to the truth. Why didn't he become Catholic? Uh, well, he never he he never could bring himself to fully accept even a belief in God. Yeah, he he said it was too good to be true. Yeah, and so yeah, he I mean, wouldn't he, commit to it. He would talk about the Bible that way. He said, "Well, I yeah. I, I I wish it was true." But but you know the thing is, and this is I think the the sort of seminal brilliance um, behind the pre persons is his recognition that other than as soon as the the human animal is created, as soon as sperm meets ovum, egg, mm -hmm. you know, uh, any other point that you could try to define, oh, now we can't kill it, is arbitrary. Yeah, that was his point. It's arbitrary. There's no reason to say then and not before because that can always be it just is it becomes a matter of opinion mm -hmm. it, it becomes a matter of votes really when he uh him the the father of the kid and the other father are driving back and and they're uh they're kind of fantasizing about moving up to canada i think at the time canada it wasn't legal in canada and uh he's saying you you think we could really get up there go and he said yeah but uh, you have to get your wife's agreement. And I'll quote this. He says, of course, I have to get my wife's agreement. You can't go to Canada unless your wife signs a document in writing where she won't follow you. You become what's called a landed immigrant. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. <laughs> they can't go to Canada unless the wife agrees not to follow, not to follow you. <laughs> that is funny. And that, again, is very Philip K. Dick. Um <laughs> I mean, I I think the show is a masterpiece, or the uh, the book, the, the story. It's a story. short story. I mean, it's, it's, a short it's, story. it's worth a read. It's like Anybody an hour read. Listening, go go get it and read it. It doesn't take long. If if you cannot find it uh, in some free version of something, sneeze. if you uh, if you email uh, our website. And give me your email address. I'll find a way to get it to you. Uh, it's it's one of my favorites. But since it's not really an hour's discussion, I thought we'd mention some of his other short stories, you know, and talk okay. about them. Um, Did you ever read that one? I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I'm pretty sure it was a Philip K. Dick story. Um about the, the guy who um, like had been given charge of the like the last hour or something like that back when Pope Gregory adjusted the the calendar there was like an hour that was left and there was a guy like a succession of guys who were given charge of the last hour with a, a special stopwatch I don't believe that is a Philip K. Dick story because I'm because you would know it if it were yeah, I'm rereading all of his stories for like the third time, and I've never heard of that one. I'll, I'll try to find out okay. what that was and look it back up and, and see who it was. But uh, I thought I'd, we'd talk about the war game. Uh, it's a story where a moon is producing toys and sending them to Earth. And this uh, 
this organization is set up to protect Earth from the moons trying to slip something in that would be harmful to kids. Uh, and the only thing that they, they send this load of toys, uh, which are pretty cool sounding toys, but they all, they're, they're afraid that they'll do something bad. So the only one that gets through is this, this board game. And, uh, he played the board game with the other guys. It was pretty much Monopoly. And then, uh, later on he gave it to his kids and his kids all played it and this is after it had been mass produced and it was about to be delivered um but in the at the end of the book he plays his kids and he wins or at least he thinks he's win one and his kids say no you lost dad uh the object of the game is to lose all of your capital not gain capital hmm. I, it's interesting it's the, I don't know. It's the kind of thing communists would have done to America. You know, I mean, this is during the fifties that, uh, communism was very much against capitalism. And those are the kinds of tactics they might use. Uh, just to kind of prime young minds. Yeah. And that's that, I mean, you can see that the, the story is kind of, leaning about that it's like oh it's it's the, the the game itself really doesn't matter so much it's just the idea that it's priming minds even if only in a game for the concept yeah. of oh the objective is to lose things yeah because winning more stuff gaining capital is bad for you not good for you um there was one called if there were no benny camoli um and this is, they, he had some, several stories where they created an AI computer. They didn't call it AI, but it was a giant mm -hmm. computer that ran the political system. Um, and I, it, it's a story about how they faked out the AI to make a more human system again. Um there's a couple. There's also the Great Sea. This is also an AI computer story. Mm -hmm. um, there's one called The Nanny where guys buy a robot to watch his kids. Well, the robots are designed to see one another and fight them if they see another nanny. So people have to keep oh. buying newer and bigger and more destructive nannies otherwise theirs gets beat up and it becomes a game of nannies fighting each other i it's he's got a couple things where people are led into buying the bigger and better ones there's also a, a one where people uh keep buying bomb shelters but every time they buy a bomb shelter there's a new bomb technology that comes out and they have to buy a bigger and better bomb shelter so that no one ever feels safe um, there's one called the imposter. This is the first short story where he toys with the idea of something or someone not knowing whether or not they are human. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, he had one called the shell game and it's 
its premise is that a group of schizophrenics and patients from a uh, asylum are being flown to an off world where the whole world is kind of a hospital and that they can be taken care of there. But the ship crashes and these schizophrenics and paranoids don't realize that they were patients. Instead, they think that they are, they think that they're being attacked all the time. And it's just about them protecting themselves because they're paranoids against this invisible enemy that no one has actually seen and really has no evidence of. Um, he later developed this into a book where it kind of starts with the same beginning, but all the paranoids kind of fanned out and uh, started tribes with their specific uh, dysfunctions. So mm -hmm. paranoids would be one giant group and um, schizophrenics would be another giant group. It's an interesting story. Hmm. Um, he's got one called Autofac where factories have been programmed to continue building things in case everything else is destroyed. Uh, oh, okay. So everything's destroyed by H-bombs and now these factories start building stuff staples that everybody needs and keeps delivering them. Well, the problem is they're taking up all the resources to do this and the people don't need them anymore. So the people are trying to get the factories to stop, but the factories are, have built in defenses mm -hmm. because they know that the enemy would try to shut them down. So right. they keep getting worse and worse and keep stealing more and more resources that the people want. Um, Eventually, they try to get two factories to see each other so that the two factories will fight over materials. Oh, they'll just war um, them against themselves, leaving yeah. people alone. And he did quite a few kind of dystonian worlds, including Blade Runner, but there's also one called uh, Pay for the Printer. It's um, a life form that will copy any object. And so if I bring in a watch, it'll make a copy of the watch, and then I have the watch. And you've got an entire culture of people who don't know how to make anything because it had already, it had always been automatically manufactured by these factories. living things? Can you bring in a puppy? No, you couldn't. You couldn't. Okay. It wouldn't do living things. Only fake things. Okay. Um, but these organisms that did this were dying, and they were trying oh. to figure out how to keep how to keep civilization alive when they no longer had these goods. And there was a very small band of people who were like, you know, we could, uh, we could make some of this stuff. And they, they make real crude weapons and make real crude clothing. And that's how like they started living. Over. It was a starting over story. But you know, isn't there, I mean, that's, that's kind of an interesting one because isn't there a little bit of, um, isn't there a little bit of that in the in the modern world and and how it's going? Yeah. I mean, look at how much stuff everybody uses that nobody knows how it works or how yeah. to make it or you know would would even begin to know how to go about figuring out how to make it. Yeah, and, and it's weird because I'll get in arguments with other men about you know this or that machine 
and how it works and they'll say well it does this and i'm like no it doesn't do that it can't do that how can it do that and we get in this big argument none of them actually they're just repeating what they've heard sometimes they're right it does do that i just was unaware of something mm-hmm. and sometimes i'm right there's no way it does that it does not do that it just yeah. that's their way of talking about it he's got another one very similar where called uh in the days of Perky Pat, it's groups of people would gather in these underground shelters and everything was destroyed. Martians keep coming along, dropping them products to uh, live on out of charity because the oh, Martians okay. are very charitable. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've got so many products, they don't even want those anymore. What they have started doing was building these dollhouses. And they all sit around all day and play with these dolls. And it becomes like a, a, a fantasy world. Pretty much the way you see people nowadays sitting around uh, playing various games on their phones and, or, and yeah, kind of like, like dropping the, out the, of life. The multiplayer like role-playing games online yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it kind of is like, being, like playing dollhouse, isn't it? Yeah, when everything's provided for you, you don't you don't, you know, take much notice of the fact that, hey, you should be able to get this stuff yourself instead of it being given to you. In the story, the uh, the children of these people are kind of reawakening and saying, hey, we could, we could make our own stuff and we could learn how to hunt and learn how to do all these other things. It's the children of these middle-aged parents who have become engrossed in this doll play to who kind of start rebuilding the world. Um, there's one called in standby where the world is controlled by a robot or at least decisions are made by the robot but an alien knocks the robot out and in part of the rules there had to always be a standby president who would take over in case the computer got damaged um, and it was it was just kind of a union position where if you had enough friends, they would happen. give. Yeah. Uh, and so it was always like the worst guy who was in standby. And suddenly he becomes president. And he does it, I, I guess, kind of what you're seeing uh, Joe Biden do right now. He's giving his friends and people he owes stuff to various positions mm-hmm. who are always inept and unable to do those things and things get kind of bad for him, but it, it's all nepotism and crony capitalism and all the stuff you would expect uh, when the guy who's running wasn't elected. Uh, right. The funny thing is a like now. <laughs> yeah. Like now there's a, a famous TV star who called Jim Jam, who sees this problem and says, you know what, I'm going to run it for president against you. You can't be president until you win against me. So now there's he, they're campaigning against each other. Okay. And this this clown, get, and get this, he, he's, news anchors were often, clown, well, in this world are clowns. They would dress up as clowns with like red curly hair and then announce huh. the news. So this Jim Jam is a clown, a newscasting mm. clown with okay. red hair 
who's also a TV star, and he's going to run against uh, this Joe Biden character. I guess you, I, I, I can't even remember his name, but he's what you ex- you would think he wrote this about Trump and Joe Biden. Yeah. Um, there's another one that kind of picks up on that afterwards called What Do We Do With Raglan Park? Isn't quite as interesting, but uh, it's about how the the president has this clown put in jail because he knows he's uh, going to lose to him in the election, which uh, if we look at the news right now, we're expecting Trump to <laughs> kinda, be arrested yeah. again. Uh, it's funny how prophetic this story was. Um, I guess that, that's about all we got. You know, the Martian uh, uh, dollhouse one kind of uh, struck a chord. You know, like the, the kids are like kind of waking up. Hey, wait, you know, we, we can make this stuff ourselves. Um, it, it loosely um, kind of strikes a chord with, with that story you wrote um, with the, the, the fishing thing. The guys would go fishing, but but the fishing the the whole thing was was fake, and the rod was designed to have resistance, and right? You know, and 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 you kind of the characters in your story kind of went through that mental process of wanting to get more and more real with it. Primitive, yeah. That's a long. That was like my first book. That was like ages I, ago. I know. Yeah, I forgot all about that. I you never even never published, published that one. No, I didn't. Yeah. So I wouldn't. Anyway, it was. Not well written, but uh, it was a good learning experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there's another one that I, it's kind of funny because I, it's called something like the fight against the Fnools, F-N-O-O-L-S. Yeah. Uh, it's hilarious because Martians keep attacking Earth, but they try to disguise themselves as Earthlings, but they all look alike. So first they tried... Uh, they tried like auto mechanics mm-hmm. and there would be this giant army of auto mechanics and their Cooter, wrench or whatever they were carrying would be Dukes a good, of hazard. <laughs> yeah. Um, the thing is they were, they always came in at two or three feet tall. So every character they made themselves into would be, there would be like a thousand two feet tall car salesmen or a thousand two feet tall folk singers and uh they couldn't figure out how humans kept winning they couldn't figure out that there was <laughs> this difference them. that made them different it was you hilarious know, that's, that's that <laughs> that is funny because that's like that um okay we used to tell Pollock jokes but the the joke about the horses and the guy had the two horses and he needed a way to tell them apart. And he said, and, and his buddy says, I know take, just take your scissors and uh, just nip one of the ears and then yeah. you'll be able to tell them apart. So he does that. Well then later the other horse gets a little ornery and bites the other one's ear and nips it in exactly the same way. So now they can't tell it apart. And they go through several steps like that. And finally one of them says, you know what, why don't you measure their height? <laughs> And sure enough, the black one was three inches taller than the white one. 
gosh. I have, uh, I don't know, I was moving something at work and suddenly I have some kind of, no, it's, it's my rib. I don't know oh. if I broke something or pulled something or sprained, I don't, it feels like a broken rib. Wow. But uh, I'm on pain medicine and muscle Ooh. relaxers right now and that's why I'm even able to talk because last night well, I couldn't even breathe. I hope you feel better, wow. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, he, he's got a lot of funny stories, and he's got a lot of deep stories, and they can't be uh, really surmised the way we're doing it now. I guess it's kind of a no. disservice to it. <clears throat> and so far, all we've described are his short stories, not even his novels. He's got a ton mm -hmm. of novels, too. Um, I don't know if I should mention. There's one out there that's claimed to be a... Uh, what do you call it? Unpublished. Found, yeah. Um, I was wondering if we were going to bring that up. I <clears throat> talked to the guy. I'm, I'm, I communicated with this guy. Um, and he, I, I asked him because people had asked him, well, why don't you just send a picture of the first couple pages? And he said he was going to do that. But then all of a sudden there was like this weird he said there was this weird, like, anger against him uh, for having faked it. And he's like, I, I really, first of all, I don't need that. So I don't care if anyone believes it or not. Second of all, um, he got scared because I guess if that really was Philip K. Dick's story, then I guess maybe I, the daughter is known to sue people. So. Oh, okay. Um. But I talked to him for a while, and we talked a little bit, and if if it's real, I would say it sounds like something that came... Philip K. Dick lived in this house in California for a while where he had a safe, and the safe was bombed once. And there was he didn't have any money in it. And the way it's always described is that someone was just trying to get his money, but there was no money in there. But... It seems like maybe oh, this maybe that that's where the story came from. There was a story in there, and the guy stole his story. There was a guy who lived with him in that house that he didn't like. That uh, in the Scanner Darkly, the the Barris character is based mm -hmm. off of this guy. Okay. Uh, and it's and that guy just disappeared out of the blue, and uh, it's possible that's where this story came from, if it's real. I don't know. It seems, I, I, whether it's real or not, it's worth reading. But yeah. it's called... If you can find it. it. You you can find it if you search. It's called, Whatever You Do to the Rest of You, Your Mind Belongs to Lascante. Okay. I guess uh, that's all we got on Philip K. Dick. Start talking about uh, uh, current news. events. I don't. Okay, my current events are kind of old because we prepared last week, and I haven't done a whole lot of updates since then. Oh. Yeah. But we've got the whole. Uh, did you hear the riots in Chicago? I think it was in Chicago. Some popular, we would say YouTuber. He's not a YouTuber. He's a switch 
broadcaster, I guess. Did you change something He's so that gamer. you know where to put the music in? No, I didn't. You can't see that. Move the candlestick out of the way or something, yeah. Okay, the okay, candlestick so is moved. YouTube. Um, he's some kind of gamer who has a lot of followers, mm -hmm. and he told people he's going to give away a free uh, game console. Okay. If everybody had to meet him in Chicago, somewhere downtown, I mean, thousands of people showed up. There was a great big uh, riot. Uh, I don't think anyone was killed, but it's like so, uh, it like, kind of broke out because so many people were there, sort of. I, I get like somebody. I don't. I don't even know what the fight. We don't even know what the fight was over. Okay. But yeah, there were a bunch of teenagers there, and they got rowdy, and suddenly there were all there was a giant fight. You didn't um, need an excuse to fight. No. Was yeah. he legit? Like he was going to give away a game console? I think he was going to give one away. Uh, oh, okay. So it's I don't not know like if his he ended fault. up doing he it or not. No, miscalculated just, the. A bunch of people show up to buy to get a free game console, and it's like. It just says something. Would it even be worth about teenagers braving that kind of crowd just to get a free game console? You can get one for like five hundred bucks. Yeah. Know? Well, I, I don't think it had to do anything with the fact that it was free, but maybe that just like, oh, I got it from him. Yeah, that's really what it was about. I think is people want to be famous. I'm the guy who so and so gave the free game console to, and maybe mm -hmm. he gets it interview or something or he gets to talk on the guy's switch for a few seconds like 15 minutes of fame they do anything for that uh our world of clicks is getting ridiculous in the way people will fight and fight for clicks um the taliban orders beauty salons to shut down in afghanistan okay I'm surprised there are beauty salons in Afghanistan. I, I'm surprised that's, that that's if there were it. beauty salons, that anybody went to them. I mean, it would seem like dangerous. I mean, don't women have to all do the whole, you know? Yeah, they're not allowed to show anything anyway. Like, so. would, I, I mean, I would, guess would, you could. I, I guess if you you're going to look good for your husband. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if a wife wants to, you know, hey, I want to go somewhere. I want to get all dolled up for my husband. You know, for the evening. Yeah. I guess maybe I don't know. <clears throat> well, uh, he's—they're uh, not allowed to do it anymore. So I guess women have to start right. learning how to do makeup themselves, make themselves up for their husbands. Mm -hmm. But since since they're not even allowed to show it outside of the home, I think basically you're going to end up with a whole bunch of ugly women. Uh, and unhappy husbands because of the way they do things, you know? Oh. I mean, women can't... They're not going to learn how to do makeup and hair and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to look good uh, in public, but they're also not going to look good for their husbands. And I think it kind of reinforces know, this anti-woman sentiment in Islam. Possibly. Or... Are Muslims allowed to marry more than one woman? I think they are. Like, you know, Mormons are. Mm -hmm. But, you know, see, that's the thing. That's If if you're going to restrict women that way, okay, they can't go to these beauty salons, you can't have professionals touching your wife and making her pretty for you. If you want your wife to be pretty, you got to have multiple wives because then what right. they do is they start 
like competing against each other to learn the techniques for making themselves up. Yeah, well, they don't want that to happen either. Uh, United States House Committee on Oversight and Accountability holds a congressional hearing uh, on unidentified aerial phenomena, UFOs. Um, <laughs> they had to come up with a different acronym for it. And this guy named David Grush is claiming that he's that the military operates retrieval for crashed non-human craft. I, I just don't believe it. What does that mean? Crashed non-human craft. I think that's all a psyop. I think almost all this, this stuff. It, and it's weird that Here's people the like Tucker Carlson gets drawn into uh, this. If, if okay, I could see, you know, if the military had this stuff and kept the lid on it and everything. Okay, that's. But as much stuff as it's claimed is out there, you would have something that, you know, physical objects. Yeah. Like touring, you know, cities and libraries and. Yeah. And hey, see something. Yeah, I mean. Something. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing. And it's always third party recounts of this or that. And it's like. I think the government purposely encourages these kinds of stories because it detra- yeah. distracts people from real misdeeds. I think so too. And I again, I'm surprised that people like Tucker Carlson kind of falls for this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy Aiken. Yeah. Uh, the government of Rome, Italy, announces that they've discovered Roman Emperor Nero's private theater under the courtyard of Palazzo della... I don't know. Anyway, they, they found this private theater that used to belong to Nero. You had the word private out, and and the next word in my mind was not theater. <laughs> private, private... Parts? Private parts. They found Nero's Nero's ding-dong parts. What? In his private theater under the courtyard. Okay, his private theater. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now he was insane, but he wasn't as insane as like Caligula, Cal- yeah. Caligula or something like that, right? I mean, but yeah, all those emperors back then were kind of inbred, weren't they? Yeah, they there was inbreeding, and then there was you know having that much power. I, I mean, it's an old saying: yeah. power corrupts, absolute power absolutely corrupts. Actually, I don't power know if that's tends to something like that. Is the, is the yeah. wording? Um. Okay, these EPA people. United Nations Secretary General declares that the Earth has entered an age of global boiling. As scientists confirm that this year's heat waves have been some of the hottest in recorded history. We've even talked about this on previous podcasts, how they're they're fixing the numbers to make this happen. Yeah. And in all these wildfires, you know... It's, from it's for, weird how this force management. the most uh, the most liberal places are getting the most fires. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Uh, Hawaii's burning now, from what I understand. And Greece is still uh, they had to evacuate some of the islands in Greece. I don't know how you get islands on fire and spreading fire. I guess each island is 
hands separately being fire. set fire to yeah. or something. I, I, I think I think this is all arson. But you know uh, the thing is, I mean, it's kind of funny because all the um, the models of like climate warming and stuff, you know, the the, the greenhouse gas stuff, mm-hmm. um, all of them pr- show the the uh, the dominating warming effect in the coldest parts of the world and wherever in the world it gets warmer it's the coldest seasons that are so in other words the warming the the average global warming is not occurring by uh things getting hot it's occurring by things that that get cold not getting quite as cold as cold yeah and so (laughs) it's like this kind of of reaction this kind of interpretation of of a few hot days in the summer yeah. when days are supposed to be hot anyway doesn't even jibe with the models of global warming that that these these climatologists have been working on forever it's amazing that they can convince so many people uh, of something that they're witnessing you know that they can convince them that they're not witnessing it I mean yeah to say that this is the hottest year ever it just isn't and like most people know yeah, this the one guy go ahead there's they always it's in this place this place is where the evidence that it's hottest and it's hotter here than it's ever been in, okay there's maybe a hundred people there who could say no we've had we've had it this hot before yeah. but you know, the rest of the world just has to take their word for it, you know, mm-hmm. because they didn't live there Wasn't last there the year. One guy who said, oh, this is the hottest year we've had in uh, 130,000 years or something like that. I mean, he said something really, really stupid. Yeah, because we know what it was 130 years ago. Or, but it, 130,000 I mean, years ago. 30,000 years ago. The other thing, they, they always say some of the hottest in recorded history. Mm-hmm. Well, if it's not the absolute hottest, then your whole well, theory is gone, right? Yeah. There was a hotter one before. That means that we're not experiencing global warming. Um, the government of India withdraws the Indian Wushu team from the Summer World University Games in China. In order to protest against the issuance of Chinese stapled visas to three of the athletes who are from uh, India. The pro- to protest the it issuance of what? It doesn't make any what? sense. Of visas. So Oh, we they're don't saying like that the fact that you're giving our people visas to be able to come to China. Or so to we're become just not going to participate. To, to be able to go to a place that they should be able to go to anyway. Because they're saying it's an attempt by China to assert territorial claim over the state that they're going to. Which they're not going to an area that China necessarily controls. Oh, it, where, okay, where, it's is, weird. where is the area? That's where I can't... Uh, can't find out what area it is? Yeah, okay, so this is... Uh, it's not Taiwan, is it? Or something like that? I don't that? think so. Singapore, maybe? Wushu team. I don't know what... I don't know. Is, is that a sport or a... 
can't figure out where it was that it is. Uh, we're here to see about the issue. India-China relationship. Okay, Pradesh. Arunakal uh, Pradesh, which is... That's the city name? This is like a state name. Oh, okay. And it's... Uh, it borders China and Nagaland. So China is presuming to issue visas allowing these Indian athletes to enter this Pradesh. Which it's not China to Which it's not up to China to say whether or not they not can up to go China there. To do it. Okay, I can, I can understand India saying, hey, you, you guys are presuming too much. And China's, right. you know, they're trying to flex their muscle around the world, too. I can see India being worried about that. And I, I thought at first, okay, well, this is part of India, but it's not, I don't think it's part of India either. Either. No, it's right. uh, not even bordering with India. Mm -hmm. It's got, uh, it looks like Bangladesh and then Nagaland. N-A-G-A-L-A-N-D and B-H-U-T-A-N Bhutan. Bhutan These are the okay. uh, borders and then the other border is against China. So they're protesting China acting like anyone would need a, a visa from China. Right. Right. And they had been handed out to the players on this Wushu team. Indian like, Wushu. Team. What? I still don't know what, what? that is. <laughs> um, okay. A okay, a twenty meter long inflatable. Yeah, a twenty meter long inflatable attraction. I guess this is a bounce house in an amusement park in France. Blows away, killing a thirty-five year old man and injuring his three-year-old daughter. Did you say twenty meters? Twenty meter long That's inflatable like attraction. Feet. That's a huge. Must have been some strong winds, but you'd think yeah. that they'd learn because this happened in China, and you'd think that everybody learned. Hey, these need to be. You got to tie them down. You got to stake them down. Yeah, yeah, because they Just can like get up and blow away. The circus tents and stuff. I, uh, Vicky worked at Mercy Hospital for a while, and a guy came in. His daughter was all messed up, bruised up, and everything. And you remember the at carnival rides, they'd have a little thing that looked kind of like an egg, and you'd get in, and as it went around, almost on a giant Ferris wheel, but it would go upside down mm -hmm. as it went yeah, around. I know what you mean. Not real fast, but like you a, could get it. It was like a little cage kind of thing, but you would get yeah. kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, he was on that with his daughter, and she fell out of the seat. Oh, my and gosh. It was like being for, banged around inside the cage. Yeah. And for five minutes, he's screaming for them to stop this ride, but nobody noticed him. Oh, my And gosh. the people running the ride didn't notice him. Here's the thing. I was at that fair earlier that day. Mm -hmm. And we went on a scrambler type of ride. And there weren't that many people there, but I had my kids on there. And... It's almost like the workers forgot I was there. 
I we were on it so long that I was actually getting tired of the ride. It's like, come on, guys, when is this gonna end? I think these two workers were high. Oh. They, they were standing there laughing together, and I thought they're high as a kite. And it and could I, be the same thing with this other ride. Yeah, yeah. I feel bad for that guy, but. Oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know. Um, Burundi and Russia sign a memorandum of cooperation on sharing nuclear technology for peaceful purposes at the Russia Africa Economic and Humanitarian Forum in St. Petersburg, Russia. I, I don't know. If it's nuclear, it's probably not just for peaceful purposes. What is a peaceful? I get if they. But it, they had I mean, obviously they're going to say it is energy, for, for power and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I don't know enough about that stuff. It, isn't nuclear technology nuclear technology eventually? I mean, doesn't knowing about one thing help you with other areas? Possibly. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. And when they say about sharing technology, I don't know if that means just sharing knowledge or or actually sharing Actual like designs for certain yeah. kinds of you know nuclear refineries or what. Yeah, I don't know. I, I still think people are not taking Russia and this Ukraine problem serious enough. Um, I, I think we're on the verge of World War III, and it could be much worse than any other world war. And mm -hmm. people really are kind of shielding their eyes to it, it seems. Um, meanwhile, we got Donald Trump being indicted by the DOJ Jack Smith for criminal charges. Hey, I'm going to take is, that opportunity. I, you don't listen to Dinesh D'Souza. Not much anymore. anymore. Like I do. Yeah, yeah um, not every day. I'm just going to I'm just going to bring up that that his take on what Trump's strategy should be almost exactly parallels my take. Who was the guy that we talked about on our last podcast that was indicted in uh, was it Arizona, I think, for saying that they know. ought to just, you know, find alternate electors yeah because the Michigan. election was rigged well D'Souza's take is that these indictments the ones in uh, I think it was Georgia um, start with the presumption that the election as represented as reported is as it really was and the first step in the defense ought to be to put the election itself on trial and demonstrate uh, that can... it is it is at least reasonable to believe that it is not as it was reported. You can keep telling yourself that, but I don't I'm know. just saying. Uh, I'm, I'm just pointing Dinesh out that D'Souza D'Souza apparently did not I pay thought. any attention to uh, Alex Jones' trial, and it, he had apparently. Yeah, but Alex still, Jones can't afford the attorneys still that Trump can. He had plenty of attorneys. I don't think he can. It's not the, the attorneys. No, it's not the attorneys. The judges say you're not allowed to defend yourself. You cannot bring up this. You don't have any rights to uh, what do they call it? discovery. Yeah, that's you know, that's the that's you one guys, of the things. I, 
Everybody's saying that, oh, now he's going to be able to, to bring this up in court. And no, he's not. Yeah, he, you he, got, he it's like the judge says no. The whole world but is shielding the themselves is, against the... The thing is, this, here, here's the thing with Trump. Um, okay, first of all, like, let's move from Georgia to D.C. Uh, and, and probably still Georgia, too, this is true. The judge who's presiding over this case, who's going to end up presiding over the trial, is an anti-Trump judge. Yeah. So Trump's lawyers should not worry about trying to curry favor with this judge. They should not concern themselves with being punished by this judge. This judge is already against them. They're not... The only way that they could get the judge to take additional steps against them is by looking like they might actually prevail and uh, have Trump, you know, exonerated to get a, a, a not guilty verdict or whatever. So they shouldn't worry about that. So let's say, look, you know, take the election strategy, put it on trial. Okay, prepare that and then start doing it. Don't ask the judge, start doing it. Now the judge steps in and says, nope, you can't do that. Okay, first of all, they can turn it into a week-long back and forth that establishes enough for a higher court to overturn it. They can turn that into reversible error for a higher court. Maybe it'll go on to the Supreme Court. I don't know. But as soon as the judge says, nope, you can't present that at trial, what's the purpose of this? It's to keep Trump from running in 2024. So then his team, without asking the judge takes the entire case against the election and releases it to multiple people, multiple internet sources at the same time and gets it out into the public so that no matter who runs in 2024 on the Republican ticket, they're gonna win. Are you? I don't know. I'm sorry, that is like one of the most blue-pilled opinions I've ever heard. It, it no, doesn't matter. All the information is out there. Since he's been in court, he's had no. dozens of organizations that have already... That doesn't mean people are looking at it. He's had The information's dozens... only out there in the sense that it's being... It's waiting for people to look at it. He's had dozens of organizations who have already done the footwork, already done the police work, already done the legal work of proving the fraud. It's there. You can go look at it. Anyone can yeah, go look at you it. You can go look at it. But now, somebody would get to say, hey, everybody, here's... Somebody what already this... is saying that. No, no. No, they can't because there's no opportunity yet. Now, What are you talking about? Say, go look at it. Will you, you let me finish the damn sentence? So, now... I, you already said it, and you keep somebody saying things that go, are like... Could present, could put it out there with, this is what... This judge overseeing Trump's trial does not want the jury to see. So and what? That's that's the new hook. They've already because used it. They haven't it's used that already hook. there. It, they what do you think? Hook. We've got a bunch of people in the prison. Nobody right looks now because at it, of it because nobody cares. Nobody's going to look at it because still nobody's going to care, uh, except for the know. people who already care, but they don't care about us anyway. So who cares? I don't understand yeah, I, why people I think, think I think there's more that can be it's done. It's that to same inflame the public. 
understanding of things where it's like uh, Rush Limbaugh I don't know. Maybe, talked about maybe it. you're right. Maybe they, this like, is soil like Oh, they would never do that. What do you mean they would never do? They did do it. They yeah, took not... our election. They did it already. Well, yeah, they did. Dinesh D'Souza's video proves that they... he did. Everybody saw that video. Nobody cared. Nobody. No, not everybody general. saw it. Because a bazillion people said, no, I don't need to watch it because Joe whoever on CNN told me that it's bogus. He's still going to say that. So those people are still going to hide their eyes from it. Well, I don't know. Maybe. I, I am not has willing to believe that we are living in a Soylent Green world. I don't know what more you would need. I don't know. I, I think people can well, still be inflamed. Look at Joe Biden's campaign and look at Trump's non campaign. I mean, I know, but that's because of a story. 50,000 people show up for this, 50 if they're lucky show up. for Joe Biden. I, if you can't see how much the election was stolen, then you're not wanting to see it. And I that's know how most much people. the election was stolen, but I also I'm know saying that that's most people. There have to be numbers within a certain range for it to be stealable, even with with what they did. No, I don't think so. I we just had a special election here in America or in Ohio. In Ohio, how'd that it go? Was, yeah, we lost. Did you get returns on that? You lost. So, so Ohio can now change the constitution with a fifty percent vote. By getting fifty-one percent. Yep. Wow. Uh, the, okay, so I, there's I'm a couple just reports. Say, of, the people of Ohio are really dumb. No, they're not. The people the, who voted for this in Ohio are really dumb. Yeah, but that wasn't 50. percent I guarantee it. I know it wasn't. You 50% go to there's all kinds of stories of uh, you go to more conservative areas and precincts, machines aren't working. Oh well, oh, really? write down Even your vote this and one? put it in this box. Yeah, write down your vote and put it on this box, and we'll count it later. Oh wow! Uh, so even this issue was stolen in Ohio. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Our we know someone so who worked is, at is the voting? polls. There were all kinds of anomalies. People couldn't. The volunteers there couldn't sign in. There were all kinds of weird things going on. Man, this was just rigged from the start. Yeah, I. I've said that Ohio's vote. How else can the murderer Mike DeWine not be worried about losing his position if he didn't know yeah. that it was guaranteed? That to it was him? already rigged. The he did such a terrible job. Well, I guess he didn't do as bad as people like in Michigan, but he is booed by his own party every time he shows up. Yeah. Nobody likes him. But well, how did he win? You know, Ohio also has that other trick they play, which is that they always reverse the logic on issues so that when you think you're voting one way, yeah. you're actually voting the other way. I know, but everyone who voted was told to vote specifically because of how big a deal it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, everyone who went there to vote was voting for one of the two issues and would have found out beforehand vote yes which way you no. need to it was yeah. only the one issue that's all we had one single issue yes or no and I don't know one so and they had to sneak in, that in with a rigged election so that they could make yeah. it possible to pass an abortion amendment in, in November election. yeah we'll see I don't know which it'll be rigged too but they only have to rig it to 51% right they don't have to rig 66%. it as much 
or whatever it used to be in Ohio. Yeah, well, even the last election here in Ohio, the uh, uh, the conservative areas, their machines didn't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had several stories of that coming up on YouTube. There were films of it. They were showing, look, there's a line here. Look, this machine doesn't work. It says it's a jam. Go to the next machine. It says it's jam. Everything was jammed, and they couldn't vote. It's like they well, just write it down and put it in this box. Pretend. Hmm? I don't know. Uh, there were fossils discovered in Peru of the Colossus whale, which Is I don't understand. Supposed to be like the biggest whale ever, or the biggest, the biggest animal mammal, ever? the biggest, biggest mammal animal ever, ever known to have existed. The heaviest mm-hmm. one, anyway. But the Colossus whale... Wait a minute, isn't Peru mostly mountain? Well, yeah, but, you know, and under the... You know, geological models... I mean, it, Peru is, like, where the Inca Mountains were, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. But under the geological models, I mean, that stuff has... has you know, shifty, changey over the course of is it tens of billion, you know, tens of millions of years. Okay, yeah, it looks like the parts close to the coast were mountainous, so maybe on the sides of those. And plus, if, if it was, I don't know, it, it's. Uh, the water must have been pretty high. Mm-hmm. But then again, maybe they, they found it in, in low well, lands. Or the water, or that part of the land was just plain underwater at one time. Yeah. The land yeah, maybe low. it was pushed mountains, up. With mountains the, are created in, in... The shifts and stuff. You know, yeah. Shifts of, yeah, plates and so forth. The neat thing. I don't know. Uh, in Mississippi, parents have to watch a vaccine education video before they're allowed to request religious exemption from vaccines. Wait, why do you need to request a religious exemption? Why can't you just say I don't want one? I think you have to fill out a form. And I'll tell you what, I don't think you have to do this. I think if you want your kid to go to school, you have to get a religious exemption. Oh, it's the public school. And so you have to get a form saying, I reject the vaccines because of my religion. And you have to have that documented. I, okay. So now uh, they're saying just, you have to watch a video. Yeah. You know what's in order th- to it's do like that. It's so this law passed problem. so easily, and how often have we like tried to get basic laws that women have to watch a video yeah. maybe before they get an abortion? You should know what this baby looks like before Which you kill it. Which is way more momentous for this woman and her child. Yeah. <laughs> Then yeah. the question of, of sticking this, this dangerous vaccine into a kid's arm. Right. Uh, I guess DeSantis says no, he would not run with RFK Jr. Trump has not said that yet, but um, I don't know. I, I think DeSantis's campaign is kind of over. I think um, the fact yeah, that Trump he's being backed by the rhinos... Who who we don't who who, who would do it we be have? other than DeSantis? Yeah. There's that other guy, Vivek or something like that. <clears throat> Here's the thing, because they've got look, from now I, until what? 
May to figure a it lot out, of right? people are overlooking the fact that RFK Jr. is pro-abortion. Yeah. I, he, he, they, he a lot of people vote. feel like we've won the fight, and so that doesn't matter anymore. But it does matter. It matters a lot. Yeah. And you can't overlook that still. that That's a disqualifying position. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Christians that were arrested for singing hymns during COVID lockdown won a $300,000 lawsuit. Okay. I think our mother should sue Kentucky. Oh, yeah, because she lost that uh, job. My mother spent 20 years as head of a Latin choir for the only Latin mass in Cincinnati. And uh, it was all volunteer work. Now, she would sing weddings and funerals every now and then, and she would usually get a little bit of money out of that. But... <clears throat> She spent a lot of time doing it, and she did that for free. And then at the church she was at, there was an organist that they wanted to come work for him. <clears throat> he would only come work for them if they agreed to, to let him have the Latin choir. So they took it away from my mom, who was doing it for free for 20 years, and gave it to him. I don't think he even lasted very long. and frankly he wasn't that good uh he may have had a more education and knew more about it but the music just wasn't that good um and then after a couple years of staying in that choir and then another there's another church in northern or yeah northern kentucky that started latin mass and she started going there as well helping their choir they actually hired her and for the first time in her life this woman who's devoted her life to Latin choirs was getting paid for it. And then two weeks later, maybe it was two months later, uh, COVID shut the choir down and said, you can't sing anymore. So she lost her job. Yep. I, I and now we know completely it's unnecessarily. Sucks. Actually, we even yeah. knew at the time it was unnecessary. I yeah, we said the, at the time. This is that's stupid. the sad part about it is that people do that that this crap shouldn't have been happening even then. Yeah, and I look hats off to everybody who never would compromise on that. Who said no? This is BS. We should not be doing this. This is not the right answer. This is stupid, and it was stupid. And now we know how stupid. But I don't think we're getting. St I still don't think we know the full brunt of it. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. How how deep the intentional, right, aspect of it was. Uh, I don't know. LifeSite News has a petition that they're asking people to sign that will end abortion. That the Supreme Court will use to end abortion once and for all in America. I really think this is a wrong idea. I what are they asking for? They want an, a law against abortion. Congressional? But I don't know. Do we have a law against Congress? murder? Congress can't pass a law against yeah, abortion. That's my, I don't know why people are so blind to that. Yeah, I mean, you can't disrupt... We, we need to return to enforcing the American why, process. We can't why disrupt abortion it. abortion and not, I don't know any other kind of murder why would 
the Supreme Court, not right. and other murderers. But they, they can't. That's not what they're there for. That's that's the job of the states. I, I don't know why people can't see that. But if you say it, it's like you're not really pro-life, and it's like, okay, yeah, that's uh, the huge significance of. Oh, oh. German Archdiocese celebrates an ecumenical requiem for a melting glacier. Uh, they're using a female Protestant pastor to, I guess, to. Uh, I, I don't know. Head, I guess. Is she <laughs> for a glacier? Is she the one? Yeah, a melting glacier is going to get requiem. Is it going to be a mass? It can't be a mass for a glacier. If the woman is there, no way. yeah, because it, okay, who's putting it on? Uh, the German, a German archdiocese, Catholic archdiocese, Munich. Yeah, no, the Catholic archdiocese of Munich and Freising has celebrated an ecumenical requiem. It's not really a, a requiem. It's not a mass. Okay. It's an ecumenical sure. meaning other churches are part of it, yeah. uh, including the evangelical church. It's just church. a service. It's probably are... demonic or di diabolical in some way or another. You know, I'm looking pictures of it. Uh, let's, let's share some pictures of it. Sorry, folks. It takes me a few minutes because I wasn't planning on doing it. But I think it's worth seeing some of these pictures. You see, you see how many people showed. I'm waiting for it to. <clears throat> it didn't show yet. Yeah, it's it's loading. Okay. Sorry, folks. Come on. There is all. Oh. Is that there we go. Showed up. That's that's so the like ecumenical. About 20 like, people, twenty-five people. Yeah. When you compare that to, uh, for example, the service outside protesting the Dodgers game. Yeah. Who had almost more people than were at the Dodgers game. Uh. Think, did we talk about this? An Alberta man is denied euthanasia after he had regretted his gender mutilation surgery. Did we talk? He about regretted that? his. He wanted to basically kill, commit suicide. We didn't talk about this. He wanted to commit suicide because he, he got this mutilation surgery and then realized it was a mistake. A mistake. Yeah. And Alberta said, "No, we're not going to let you do that." Which, yeah. that decision was right, but why didn't they, they outlaw the procedure to begin with? That yeah. Why didn't they keep him from making the mistake? Clown world. Yep. Uh, okay, I, I, uh, what's his name? Taylor Marshall had a show about the Mayan mass, um, or the Mayan rite. Yeah, like that she, they're talking about. Because it was accepted overwhelmingly approved by the Mexican bishops. I guess it goes to the Vatican now. Um, I wish... Why do they need a Mayan right anyway? That's, I don't know. Mayans down there? I mean, I thought Mayans were like into the whole human sacrifice thing and 
it was a side subject that I probably didn't notate at all in text when we we were talking about this synod, the uh, Amazon synod. The Amazon thing, yeah. And I had remembered, I said, I, because it was supposed to be about female priests and then it was about other things. And I remember saying, I think this is about a new liturgy. Mm. I think this is a new, new mass. And I can't remember why I thought that, but I thought it would be, it would start out kind of being a Mexican mass or a uh, South American mass. But I remember saying that. And here we are. We've here got this are. new Mayan mass. Of all things. Yeah. Increased miscarriages, stillbirths directly linked to COVID shots, data shows. Yeah. Uh, I don't doubt that. Yeah. Pro-life leaders challenged DeSantis openly to support federal heartbeat abortion ban. Uh, we've already discussed this. I, yeah, wrong thing. I, I, I feel like it, it's it's not just that it bugs me that pro-lifers are stepping into that, but pro-lifers are denouncing everyone who doesn't agree with them. You know, pro-life, yeah. It's like you know, I or at I least pro-life pro-life, leaders. I can be pro-life and pro-American. And pro-American means that the states are where these things happen, not the central government. Yeah. And I guess if you're going to say, okay, but the government already has a bunch of power they shouldn't have. But I don't think giving them more power is the answer. Yeah, Even reinforcing if it's a good that power. isn't, isn't just, a good thing for anybody. We should just keep on the states and say two things. Keep on the states to outlaw it. Number two, keep on society to make it something that everybody thinks is shameful. Mm-hmm. So that anyone would be embarrassed to do this. To say I'm pro, the same way anybody would be embarrassed okay. to say I'm pro-racial yeah. uh, slavery, for example. And everybody should be embarrassed to say that they are gay. Right. As we talked about we last be, week. We ought to That's be how that we need to do these things. Uh, part of society, too. No more, well, okay, you do what you want in your own bedroom and it's your business. Uh, no, it's it's culture's business, the kinds of things that you do. And uh, sodomy is wrong and so is abortion. Uh, let's see. Meta, which I guess is Facebook, begins blocking news access for all Canadians because of uh, Trudeau's Bill C-18. The, uh, I still don't understand quite how that works, but I guess Facebook users no longer have a news, a ticking news line. Oh, because so what does it have? What does it have to do with Trudeau? Did he he like signed something into law? He passed in the uh, the bill C eighteen, which was the it was the Canadian. Uh, let's see online news act so in other words canada canadians uh the canadian government is in, in control of news that's what it basically is oh content has to be approved by canada before it can be listed as news content so 
I guess if Meta has server farms in Canada, they have to comply with this. Yeah. For those server farms. Um. But you know what? You know they could. I would find a way around this. If I were Canadian, and let people connect to American servers, and then they can get their news. If I were, well, yeah, there's that. But if I were Canadian, I would say let's start a site. If I were Canadian and had lots of money and mm -hmm. any kind of publicity, I'd say let's start a site where the users quote news articles they've seen. Oh right, right. And Just copy paste. Don't even necessarily mm -hmm. have to. Uh, I guess a link With would be provided. All you got to say is, yeah. "Hey, uh, Washington Post said." Blah blah blah, mm -hmm. and then I saw this in USA Today. Whatever. I, it is a pain because if you're interested in it, you would have to go chase it down. But that would—I don't know. Yeah, it's such it's, a it, yeah. people should be working on a way to defeat this. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Biden ban on incandescent light bulbs. I didn't know. So he's got a ban on incandescent light bulbs. Um, is he allowed to do that? I thought we already had that. Remember the curly that Q, kind of, the, I, like curly they have Q to be light bulbs, specialty light bulbs in order to be incandescent. Yeah, well, like you can't just like like you like could buy them if you went to the store like for a while. Incandescent light bulbs were available again. Yeah. Um. But now instead of the curly Q bulbs, here's what happened. I think the curly Q bulbs when they break. There's something uh, toxic that goes into the air, I guess, and so the fluorescent lights weren't the answer. But now we have the LEDs, so Biden puts a ban on incandescent again, oh, and you have okay. to use the LED lights. Yeah. Still, I don't know why a president can ban some a product in the United States that we we don't work that yeah. way in America. Oh, uh, we didn't. That should be challenged. I guess the same way that Supreme Court could outlaw abortion. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody's taking powers that they shouldn't have. That's all the news I got. All right. Well, I got a few things. I sent them to you. Uh, yeah, see. I got them. Okay. <laughs> My first three. <laughs> there's a There's a theme. Yeah, um, I know this already. <laughs> it's like you do it on purpose. You just want me well, to. Of course, I did it on purpose. Actually, I didn't. I just—it's like they happen to come up. It's like really. Um. So in Iraq, a plane in Dubai, I guess, was carrying a bear in a cell in the hold of an airplane, the cargo hold, and uh, the bear got loose. Yeah. Um, caused the delay for the plane, anyone? stuff like that. Uh, there's a video clip circulating showing the plane's captain apologizing. Uh, I guess we don't have a video clip of the bear himself, though. Yeah, leaving passengers disgruntled. Yeah, well, I would I would be disgruntled after being attacked by a bear. But I don't think anybody was attacked because he just got loose in the cargo hold, so they just had to wait a little bit longer while the the. So what they do? Just like uh, them up. yeah. 
just he's being like, flown from Baghdad to Dubai. To sleep? Put to sleep? Yeah, just let him sleep. <laughs> no, I mean, did they put him to sleep or did they uh, I'm, I'm use looking... a tranquilizer? How'd they how'd they get rid of the problem? Everybody over there has a gun. It doesn't it really say. It just says Every they cannot see... announce that it would be a, they would be an hour late. Well, they dealt Every with time it. you see any video from these uh, Arabian countries, mm -hmm. everybody saw, even like little kids are carrying automatic weapons. Have you ever <laughs> noticed that? I, is that really the way it is, or is it's, they're just they're showing the people who do carry them? One, one does wonder, else. don't they? <laughs> I mean, it's like, how big is gun control over there? I wonder. You'd think is it would it be... Just that, huge the because the Muslims yeah. would want to crack down but maybe it's the opposite I mean maybe uh, everybody they just get all their citizens to agree with them anyway and so it's okay to let everybody have guns yeah I, I wonder though I, I'm gonna do some research on that how much gun control is in these eastern the nations Middle Eastern countries I wonder all right uh, next, we have another bear. I, you know, I honestly, I don't know. I, this looks fake to me. If, if you look at the picture, a bear apparently got into somebody's jacuzzi uh, pool. And he's just sitting there. And he's just kind of hanging out. It, it's what, what makes it look fake to me is the way he's got his, like, his left arm just kind of resting on the side of the pool. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I... <laughs> I think it's real. Well, it looks like a real bear. It just, I don't know. That, that's, um, um, they were saying uh, that what they're doing is they're trying to relate it to the summer heat wave. It's, it's oh, not the yeah. summer heat wave. It's just a bear being curious the way bears are. And he found a, some water. Hey, it's nice and comfy here. Mm -hmm. He's like Baloo, you know? <laughs> hey, you found my fake... My fake bear. So I, I saw this somewhere and I can't remember where. Which? Oh, the China thing? This next one. Yeah. Yeah. China, so apparently, so there's there's this bear, or kind of we'll bear. We'll show you that picture first. That doesn't, yeah, they have, it just in, looks like a bear. Like right a now. zoo in China and, and people seeing the bear, because like, like they get, I guess they have these videos of these bears just kind of like standing around. Hey, Almost human-like, and so some people are uh, speculating that these are just humans dressed up as bears. But I, I don't. They don't have any pictures of the fake-looking ones. Here's here's well, there's that. If you scroll down a little bit, uh, there's. Oh, here it is. There it is. There, yeah. Okay. But it's like a prepared thing. It, Look at him. That sure does look fake. That does look fake to me. <laughs> but the way he sits, that doesn't look human. You see that? The way it moves? Yeah, the way he... And the way he... Uh, like any normal person standing there would have been very aware of the cliff and would have backed up before trying to sit down. I don't know, you'll notice... And then that would be hard for a person. 
Yeah, this would be very difficult for a person to do. Watch. He just kind of sits from the note standing to sit. Like yeah. He would have fallen. Yeah, I don't think that's fake. That's that's a real. It's bear. just really, it's just, really weird. <laughs> he looks like a middle-aged man with no butt. Uh, yeah, was a, he looks was like sad, even King was, of the Hill. Looks like he didn't have enough butt to fill his costume out or something. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's what it looks like. It looks like a guy who didn't have enough butt to fill out his costume. But I, I think that's a real bear. <laughs> it didn't look like it had a tail though. Yeah, it had kind of a real short little thing, but I don't think they have yeah. very big tails. Their tails are just kind of little, I don't know. But okay. I saw other videos and pictures of that kind of, of that bear, kind of, yeah. and they look, they kind of look I like guess that. they're saying that bear specifically was fake, not oh, okay. those but, bears in general. Yeah. Because that, that bear, they didn't I mean, have it, one, so they it, had a guy dress up. What's like What's funny one. is it. I mean, the proportions were exactly right for a human. The, the leg length versus the body. Um, right. And even like, like a guy with like a, you know, a paunch, um, the bear's belly kind of sticking out exactly like you yeah. expect a guy to. Like a gut. It, yeah, it's <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. Okay. Uh, next one. Okay, you know, I mean, girl sports not worth mentioning, but but this is kind of weird. Um, I guess Somalia sent over like a girls' track team or something like that, and this runner took like twenty seconds to finish a hundred meter race, um, which is, I guess, very very slow. So slow that this this. Um, the Minister of Youth and Sports of Somalia apologized to, I guess, the world, to the World Ga University Games in China, whatever, and said that the woman who had been kind of in charge of selecting these athletes was going to be fired uh, because she let this person in. And then there's, there's some... Um, discussion about like maybe she like she might be related and maybe it was like a nepotism kind of a thing um, and then it's a, it, it was kind of like I'm reading this last paragraph it says in her qualifying race Nasra Abukar which is the athlete that ran so slow was immediately left behind by the other runners and finished about 10 seconds after the winner Despite being dead last, she did a little skip in the air as she crossed the finish line. I don't know. I wonder if there's something else with this poor woman yeah. that, like, because doesn't that almost sound like a like a Special Olympics sort of a thing? Well, okay, you let's know? let's watch this video. Uh, is this it? I'm looking. I'll see if it, okay. Here she here, is. I got okay. I'm going to expand this and all right. Now watch as the other runners prepare. I guess that's her in the middle, and watch how she. Uh, okay. She just moves kind of. Yeah. 
，而且梁俊仪呢，在亚锦也跑进过决赛，拿到过前八。在 U20 亚锦赛上也拿到过奖牌，我们来看看这一枪的表现。阿莫朗现在的领先还是比较有优势的，石川优在这个阶段逐渐开始掉队了。其实阿莫朗处在第一位，率先撞线，全力的去冲啊！这一枪十一秒五八，想收了劲儿跑，但是已经收不住。Yeah.、Uh, she, did she stop in the middle, or did she did she cross no, the finish line? No, she just was that slow. And the way she's running, obviously not a trained runner. No. Know, the way she was setting up, obviously, she looked like a like a like a little girl. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, like, is does she have? Did the Somalia、uh, somebody in the In that path, misunderstand because she looks like maybe she has Down syndrome or something, which you know I have no, nothing against I wonder people with Down was, syndrome. But if it was a slam against female sports in general, it's like this is I stupid. Mean, We're doing this girl. Yeah, I, I think、huh? that's what it was. They're、if、like you know, this whole was, thing is then, so dumb. But I feel I sorry for the girl because she's obviously are, so bad. But she was making a statement too. She's like, "Oh, I'm feminine. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna train. I'm not gonna try to be a guy." Yeah.、No. Okay. If that's what it was, then, I wonder if that's what it is. That, that could be. I don't know. It just seemed like there's something we're not being told about the whole story, the way it was written up. I, I, I think that's what it was. I would bet <laughs> anything that's what it was. All right. Well, let's go to my last item. Now, thing is. This isn't even that interesting of a story, but what the heck are dummies? Huh? It, it, okay, the headline: Essex police investigate reports of man taking dummies from babies' mouths. What's a dummy? Is, is that the Canadian version of ninny? Of what? Ninny. Ninny. Pacifier. What? Oh, pacifier. What do you you have your own name for it too now? Why don't people I, just say pacifiers? We've always called them ninnies. I don't. I haven't always. I've never called them ninnies.、Uh, taking dummies out of babies' mouths.、Uh, Maybe that's what it is. I, child I mean, assault. I'm thinking it's like、occasion. some kind of candy or something, like gummy bears. They, they call them dummies or something. But they never. They never say what it is. They never call it anything else. I know. Maybe it's so. And they have a picture of them,、like、but all they have a picture is the back of a man with a hood. Yeah. So,、like, hey, have you seen、huh. this man? Hmm. Maybe this is a joke.、Uh, I, there, there's nothing else in here about what a dummy is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, let's. I, I actually,、That's、I like、so、your theory. They're probably just pacifiers. Yeah, that's got to be it. That makes sense. Dummies. I've never heard him call that though. <laughs> dummies. <laughs> Give、That's、the baby a, a dummy. Me. Yeah. <laughs> Remember what Uncle Joe used to say? That kid needs a bust in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Give him a bust in the mouth. <laughs> That'll shut him up. Yeah. All right. Time for trivia. What are we doing? Trivia. 
Share and the roll, you got your chat up. Your uh, yeah, not your you. What do you use the bard these days? I use bard. I okay, I, I got a story about bard and GPT chat. And about, go for it. Okay, so as I was doing a lot of times because I read a lot of Philip K. Dick, I've written, I've read everything he's written, mm -hmm. and um. I sometimes wonder if AI knows what things like Kipple is. And oh, a okay. devoted Philip K. Dick fan would know what that is. Uh, and Kipple is just like useless garbage that seems to accumulate around you as you go through life. Um, it was called that in, in Do Android's Dream. Mm -hmm. But I th it was also used in one of his short stories. <laughs> Anyway, so GPT Chat did know what Kipple was, but then I asked, "What is a FNOOL?" F-N-O-O-L. It had no idea. Oh, so I said, wow. "What is Philip K. Dick's FNOOL?" It still had no idea. It said it might come from a less popular story. So I said, I gave it the name of the short story. And I think the date that it, when it was or where it was published first, mm -hmm. and it said that's right. Philip K. Dick did write about Fnools, an alien uh, civilization, and it's a satirical work about miscommunications between humans and aliens. But it's not. <laughs> no, it isn't. It, it just made made it up. I don't know if it read it that quickly and didn't get the gist. It's possible that it doesn't understand uh, humor. It's so it didn't get likely. that we would think it's funny that the Martians can't figure out that they're only two feet high and that's how we know they are. It's more likely that somebody out there on the internet has written something, uh, you know, and mm -hmm. uploaded as a school yeah, project, a, a report where they got it wrong. And ChatGPT found that. All right. I keep. And that's why it did that. You keep bl right. blacking Cancel. out. Yeah, I'm trying to black out. I'm trying to black out my camera so that Vicky can walk through. But oh, okay. It won't. It wouldn't go. Okay. Yeah, that must be what it is. Because I, it's just I don't weird think ChatGPT is anything more than a more advanced version of Google, uh, of a search engine, basically. You know, I, I don't think it really is anything more than that. I've been looking up things like uh, Shawnee words for various things. Oh, really? And I noticed that GPT chat has more accurate answers than Google. No and when I correct wow. Google, it will say, that's right. And then it'll, it won't tell me why it got it wrong. Mm -hmm. It'll just... Usually it'll say, well, there's another word that means this. Oh, okay. But um, I, I'm just noticing that these these search engines are not as smart as I, like I first I, said, I, I think, I mean, I could go into how I think they're, you know, they're kind of like designed and layered. But I think ultimately they are nothing more than the next evolution of internet search yeah. engine. yeah. And if, it, and it's not if, the, if an idea is not, not already out there on the internet, it's not going to generate that idea right. for you. I agree. 
I don't think okay. it's going to figure it out. It's a, it couldn't figure out what Philip K. Dick's story was about. It had to have gotten that from someone else. Mm-hmm. All right, what's our trivia question? Trivia question. Uh, roll of number three, which is objects and events. And okay. the question is, what are we not supposed to cast before swine? Oh, I know the answer to that. I don't know if they're talking about the gospel in general or swine. um, I mean, it's using that. It's not telling us not to cast pearls before swine. It's talking about uh, you don't give good things to dogs and cats. You give them to people. And you don't give good things to people who are not going to respect it. Let's, let's I, look up the full context. It's Matthew uh, chapter 7, six, seven verse 6. 7, 6. All right. So he's talking about like the, the, the seek and, well, okay. He's talking about, there's like a whole bunch of part of a big sermon. He's talking about not judging. Judge not that you not be judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. He goes through that thing about the log in your eye and the speck in your brothers and so forth. And then he says, do not give dogs what is holy and do not throw your pearls before swine, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Yeah, I... So... This seems to be about... Um, trying to continue preaching to someone who's already rejected it, I think, maybe. It could could very well be that. Um, I I mean, is this when? Because what else this, do you have? As he was that's, saying, that's holy. I'm not going to give my pearls to the Pharisees because they're just going to reject it and then come after me. Mm-hmm. He says, um, "Yeah, you, you, uh, you are a, you know." He, he, at one point, I forget the the wording or what the broader context was, but you know, he says, y- "You are a people who seek a sign, but none will be given to you." Yeah, for it's, it's just it's, another example of the same kind of thing. It's odd how the over and over again throughout the Gospels, the one group of people that were both obvious and even stated as Jesus's enemies were the religious leaders at the time. Yeah. The, Romans the people were. who should have been re- leading everyone. And, and I mean, we've Pontius got the Pilate same. Had to be yeah, goaded he wasn't by even the Pharisees. The enemy. I mean, yeah. they, he had to be pushed we, by the high priest and the Pharisees into even allowing Jesus to be crucified. If I were a bishop right now, I would be so aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I would be doing everything I can to at least become a soft martyr, if not a bloody martyr. Because knowing that and knowing Jesus' disdain for the people who should have been leading uh, the, the people of faith... And who yeah, I can think of a perfect example of casting your pearls before swine 
It's this yeah. stupid Mayan mat right of the mass. That's casting your pearls before swine. Yeah. These people are, if, if they need something like that, then they're just pagans. We, we, don't, yeah. we don't need to bring them into the mass. They're, they're not Catholic. If they were Catholic, um, they'd already be going to mass, and it would be if, a lot. If mass. they were Catholic? I mean, if they... If, if they were not swine, if they were Catholic, they would be, uh, actually, they would love the traditional mass. We've, it's already been proven that the people who formed the new mass specifically tried to make it more acceptable to Protestants. That's casting pearls before swine. Yeah, yeah, that's actually, that's, that, that, that whole process started back... In, you know, right after Vatican II in the development of the Novus Ordo Mass. Yeah. Okay, well, the bar did get it right. Uh, yep. But in its explanation, uh, in general, this can be used to describe any situation where someone wastes something valuable on someone who does not appreciate it. Uh for example, oh. if they give valuable advice to someone who's not interested in hearing it, here are some other things. Your time, your money, your advice, your love, your trust. I don't think any of those yeah. are what he was talking about. I don't think Jesus about. was talking about that stuff. None of those would have counted as holy things to Jesus. Right. The gospel was what was holy. And the, gospel, the Eucharist. The mass, the Eucharist. These are the things we should not give to swine. We should uh, make swine become catholic before they can get it hey well, well least, then they're not swine anymore at least yeah at least the eucharist um but but the gospel if if it's being rejected then these are swine don't don't keep reaching just move on then again we've got all kinds of saints who would not stop with certain groups of people you know there were saints who who were asked to be a bishop to a group of people who had already rejected the bishop and he would go into town sometimes he would be killed and then come back the next day and preach more and well i mean even think of jonah ended up Nineveh. actually kind of you know changing a good number of people there yeah before but finally being here's killed, here's what they good. didn't do. They didn't take, they didn't take what was holy that they had to give, and then throw it on the ground to be trampled by swine. They kept right. calling the people to the holiness. That is right. Yeah, it's a whole different model than than what we're seeing in the church today. Yeah. Now we got to go down to the Amazon and try to have fake. Uh, Rituals put put in the Eucharist the into the context of this this Mayan pagan mass, or go out to a melting glacier and have a requiem. Yeah, for it. spend spend a requiem on a glacier. Crown, clown world's got to end at some point. And I remember when when uh, they stole the presidency, I said, "There's out of all of this, there is one good thing. No matter what they." do with the internet no matter how much they try to fool us you cannot change reality yeah you can, that's true you can do all kinds of things to make it look a certain way you but can you change can't the presentation change reality mm -hmm. and uh 
more and more people now are seeing the reality. We, my sons were uh, depressed about that. They're like, there's no hope. There's so many people who are so dumb that they just don't want to see. I said, yeah, but it was much worse when before you guys were born. Before, when they were even kids, mm -hmm. um, nobody, no, nobody even believed us about the mass. Yeah, I mean, there was a very, very small group of people who were TLMers, and they were kind of snobbish. And now it's a giant group, and it's still small it's compared to the rest of Catholics. Kinda, I mean, it's but, small, but it's popular enough that it's not fringe. Right. It's anyway. no longer fringe. And the people who understand that the, uh, that a bunch of votes were stolen, that's no longer fringe. It always was when yeah. we were kids. We were fringe kids. Nobody believed us. But now people talk about it openly, and, and people are not ashamed anymore to say it. Mm -hmm. You can still get canceled. YouTube will still kick you off, which they've kicked us off. But they're not ashamed to talk about it anymore. Plus, things can get much worse than they are. Yeah. And still turn around from unexpected right. sources. And probably you know, will. Yeah. I don't know what this... Uh, 2024, I, like I think, is going to be a hard uh, year. I, mm -hmm. I think they're going to... We should prepare for some disappointments yeah. and then... Subsequent to that, maybe prepare for some real hardships. We should be praying and fasting a lot. Well, yeah. all right, folks. Thanks uh, for listening. Think about what we said. And as always, go raw and circle the beads. We'll see you next week.